welcome to an emergency patch notes. Uh, my name is Trevor Strunk. I am Hagelbon on Twitter, and I'm here as always with Jonathan Bernhard. Hello. Uh, hello. We've been taking a bit of well, yeah, we've been taking a bit of a break, uh, like a two week summer vacation. Uh, but as it happens, uh, the news rests for no one, and um, this week, uh, I would say probably the biggest. Uh, I I feel like I feel like calling it. Me too is demeaning on some level, but it's it's kind of like the 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 games industry's version of having to reckon with their own sense of um, you know nascent sexism that they just choose never to uh, you know actually deal with. Um, the 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 next domino to fall has been there. Um, very very interesting. Um, I uh, I mean, and sad. So we're going to cover it. We're going to cover the Activision Blizzard stuff. But before we do that, John, how are you? I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, we're getting. We're not into hell yet for Maryland summers. That's that's August. I feel like I'm always talking about how bad the the weather is on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no. July, late July, in Maryland, Central Maryland isn't so bad. Um, you know, especially not given what the rest of the country has had to deal with. Right, uh, intermittently, uh, but we're you know we're about to buckle down and enter August and September, and we'll probably see a you know a couple weeks of a hundred degrees out there. Yeah, we had we had those weeks pretty early, and and this week has been great. Um, but I'm I'm sure we're going to suffer very soon as well. Uh, we I mean we basically have the same climate. It's not like Pennsylvania and uh, and Maryland have particularly different yeah. different climates. Um, so we'll see. I you know, it's uh, it's not good. <laughs> I got blood taken today, and even the person at even the lady at LabCorp was like, "Boy, the weather is really getting more and more erratic anymore." It's like, well, now now climate change. Well, yeah, now that we can't do anything about it, everyone's willing to talk about it. (laughs) Everyone's willing to to notice the weather, and not in a political cartoon. Oh, so you say there's global warming, and yet there's ice on the ground. Fashion. No, and everybody's about. Oh, this weather's fucked up. Now that we're like ten years past being able to do anything about it, now you want to commiserate. Listen, it's fine. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome, welcome back to the show, John. I'm happy to have you here. Um, we're not here to talk about anything good. fun or good or no, interesting. I mean, no, well, we might it's... talk about some games we're playing at the end of this because that's a yeah, segment. That'll, that'll be fun. That's a segment uh, this show has to save us from the yeah, proceeding. We actually, we, I think, I think initially we included that segment specifically because. Um, we were just doing constant depression. I mean, that's what this, this show? the show's. We've been running for what? We've been running off and on for year and a half, a year and a half, two yeah, years now, while something like that. Uh, and like all we've, uh, what we started covering was this kind of shit. We're covering it now. We're going to cover it as long as this show runs because that's like a good third of the news that isn't just you know trailer chasing. Um, and now, especially and now with hardware the, uh, specs. With the chip shortage, which yeah, I read is going to last into twenty twenty three. No, I mean so, that's that's you know, and in 2022 we might hear it last until 2024. We fucked up the global supply. You know, that's the, the problem with capitalism's perfect global supply line, where you're driving your uh, your giant tankers and your giant freight ships all the way out of their way just to meet you know just in time service for five or six different supply chains, um, which is also related to the climate change shit because of how much those ships pollute. Uh, is if it gets fucked up for six months, suddenly you've got like a decade of repercussions. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, look, I'll, 
uh, we'll, we'll soldier on here at Patch Notes. Yeah, uh, uh, we are we our problems. Yeah, are, are are mostly restricted to not getting PS fives, and that's okay. So, There's no games for them yet, so it's yeah. not really a huge deal. Um, in any case, uh, there, we've we've I've I have uh, avoided it enough. Let's talk about the big news of the day. Um, yesterday, a um, a lawsuit came out against Activision Blizzard. Um, John, do you want to explain the lawsuit at all? Yeah, so the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing has been investigating Activision Blizzard for two years, um, and their their investigation covers some 12 to 15-odd years. In the, it goes back a while okay. um, for what they've been... Um, interviewing people about what people have been willing to talk about because now they're out of the industry and they don't feel fear retribution as much. Um, and this is one of the points that Activision Blizzard has been complaining about. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but they've uh, the two-year investigation has resulted in a lawsuit filed in state court, not federal court. Um, and the state agency found in the report that led to this lawsuit that the company discriminated against female employees in terms of in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company Boy. leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation, the agency said. I'm uh, quoting from uh, Maeve Alsup's report for Bloomberg Law, which uh, Bloomberg broke this, I believe. Uh, well, I mean, it's a court filing. They're court reporters. Uh, but Bloomberg was the first outlet to have this, uh, I believe, actually late on the 21st, like around 11 p.m. Um According to the complaint filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Superior Court, female employees make up around 20% of the Activision workforce and are subjected to a, and th these are the allegations that have gotten the most press, not, not the, um, not the uh, glass ceiling allegations, not the pay allegations, not the promotion allegations, though they're worked in there. But the, these workplace condition allegations have sort of been the tip of the spear of this lawsuit into the public consciousness. Um, are subjected to a pervasive frat boy work culture that's direct quote, including cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohols that crawl their way through various cubicles in the office oh. and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Fucking oh, Santa, Santa con from game developers. That sucks. Um, the, the agency alleges male employees play video games during the workday while delegating responsibilities to free female employees, engaging in sexual banter, and joking openly about rape, among other things. Oh, God. I didn't, I didn't read that element of it. That is, uh, that sucks. Yeah. The, uh, the high, ugh, high, low, the most salient, maybe, point of the suit is the Specific allegation about a female Activision employee who took her own life while on a company trip with her male supervisor. Right. The employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed about at a company holiday party, the complaint says. And as a wider uh, note about other, about other female employees, this whole thing about... Uh, Male employees getting to p play video games while female employees are micromanaged and have to assume the responsibilities of the male peers playing video games is a constant theme throughout this lawsuit. It is hit basically like almost every single level in the actual game dev studio as far as they describe it. Um, and that women would find, especially black women and women of color, 
would find their um, their activities monitored much more closely, uh, sort of like as an ongoing bit from the male supervisor, uh, where they'd be, you know, accosted and asked to account for going for to get some water from the, the water cooler, going to the bathroom, etc., while their male colleague in the same responsibilities, in the same department, same supposedly same role, is chill and play video games. Playing Call of Duty six hours a day there while she's doing his work. Jesus. It's really bad. Like, I, it, 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 it's... It's cartoonish. Uh, it's cartoonish in a way that you don't expect to be cartoonish. It's cartoonish into sort of like, oh, a 90s comedy would have been inappropriately making these jokes and laughing about them like it was funny. That yeah, it, sort of way. It feels like, like, the other... Obviously, like, every workplace harassment claim is important. But, like, the the level of, like, severity here feels bigger than any others we've seen thus far. It's systemic in a way, in, in the claims, it is systemic in a way that a bunch of the other ones have not been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, in some of the other ones, uh, I always get this wrong, is it Riot Games that was that had the last Riot one? Riot had, had, I don't know if it ever escalated to a lawsuit, but they had... They they had the unionization and the sort of walkouts, and they did have uh, a lot of claims of um, harass sexual harassment. They were the workplace. ones that established the fund, right? Correct. Yes. All right. So anyone who paid attention to the riot case, uh, I, as I obviously did, although I keep getting them mixed up with Epic because they're all foreign uh, letter companies. Um, anyone who paid attention tough. to that knows that there was a s- systemic aspect to that. That there was a an overarching permissiveness for uh, male superiors and and males of any rank really to get away with certain things, but it's never really been laid out like this before, where right. there's just you can see the structure of everything happening, and how it compared to other women at the same alleged pay grade, even though you know, there's also a compensation differential aspect. Well, and this of is this is of course like when when people talk about systemic versus like de jure, or I guess de jure isn't quite right, but like systemic racism or sexism, one of the points of systemic racism and sexism is that it is tough to pin down exactly what the action is, mm-hmm. which is why it may, which is why it's so like useful or uh, by like racists and sexists is that mm-hmm. like you can set up a culture of this and it's tough to say like, well, you know, Dave you know, touched me inappropriately or, like, said a racist joke or something like that, right? Because it, it's all baked in. Yep. But, like, the weird thing about this is, of course it's systemic, but, like, there are obvious, like, examples of how the systemic element works that are at play here where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, they play Call of Duty all day and they make rape jokes. And, like, it, it is, it, it is, like, it is far more on the page, I'll say, than any other lawsuit that we've seen thus far, or any other complaint we've seen thus far. I mean, it is a culture of people who have never had to face consequences, and who've right. never had to yes. consider the idea that they might face consequences. Because in the light of this, stories have come out where they just do this to college girls who come up, at a, like, like graduating college seniors, who come up looking for game dev jobs, and they ask them if they want to have a threesome. Like, that, they just do that at job fairs. This is just things they do. There have been male employees, former male employees of Blizzard, who have you left the company after being harassed themselves. And, like, you know, and asked if, yo, is your wife down for fucking us? That sort of shit. 
Lord. Like, you know, th- this was not the, the, the behavior of people who were constrained in any way, shape, or form. This is not the behavior of people who thought that they were doing wrong or doing anything that could be punished. Well, and like, and the, you know, people pointed out, you know, like every time there's a complaint with Blizzard, right? Like the, the, they release a sale and they, they, they kind of like give you, give like, give gamers good news, basically. Mm-hmm. To, to uh, cra- the cra- Crash Bandicoot collection is on right. sale yeah. now. Yeah, and like literally within days, they were just like, Crash Bandicoot collection. No, not days, hours. Hours, yeah. Within hours, they were like, Crash Bandicoot collection's out, guys. Like, get excited. And it's just like, oh, God, like, what, a, like, what? What like naked like just hubris? Again, there's there's been no incentive for them to change their behavior, and it's difficult to see what that incentive will be. Right. Because all right, so the California um, Division Department of Fair Employment and Housing is going to take these guys to court. It's almost certainly going to be settled out of court because yes. uh, Blizzard Activision Blizzard is not going to risk discovery because they don't want a word of what is in their HR files, making it into a public... Can you imagine if this got to Discovery? It's not not going anywhere near Discovery. They will pay to settle it out of court. They may settle... They may create one of the... Like like Riot Games did, they may create this women's fund that will, uh, you know, pay out X amount of dollars, and it will be very, you know... Uh, you know, difficult to parse how this pays out and to whom and to to the hundreds of women, hundreds, if not... Is that company big enough for it to be thousands? It's probably big enough for it to be thousands at this point, especially when we're counting women that they've harassed at conventions. Um, sure. And the ways in which this fund will pay out will be arbitrary and probably subject to fraud, um, as as Activision Blizzard doesn't really pay. Like they'll, they'll announce a top line number uh, for Riot was ten million, I believe. The Activision Blizzard fund will likely be bigger. And then we'll actually see how much, or maybe we won't ever actually see how much of that money actually gets distributed. But it's, that's it's, not the actual punishment that fits this crime. No, and you know what? The one thing I will say about this is I think Riot still is getting, Riot still is stained with that, like, level, with that brush of, you know, you, like, of a, of a place that is toxic to work at, right? Like, even when employees are like, yeah, you know what, like, I I like working at Riot or whatever, like, it's still a place where people will then say, like, yeah, but it's, like, super toxic to work there, right? Um, I get a feeling that this, like, not that it's ever going to really affect their bottom line, but there's a way that this will chase Activision Blizzard's reputation that, I don't know, like, the only hopeful thing I can think of is that maybe it changes some of the underlying culture in other studios. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine it necessarily, I mean, I, I don't want to be, you know, so you know, naive to say that it will, but there's, there's something so like, I don't know, like so, so obviously gross and bad about this that it is, um, you know, one, one can only hope that there, there is some sort of tangible thing here. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee myself buying an Activision Blizzard product for, uh, the upcoming future. Like, yeah, neither I, do I, but that's such a, it's, it, it's a. I mean, it's a, what is that? Yeah. That is uh, uh, consumer. A, yeah, consumer. Consumer advocacy doesn't work. It never has worked. This that that's a way to make us feel a little better about our purchases. And like, that's not nothing. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. Like, for sure. You know, like don't go. Don't don't help the executives have like a a really good like quarter or whatever. But like, I don't know. Like, it's not. It's not actually like 
I don't know. It's not fixing anything. Specific. If we still lived in a country that did things on purpose, if we still lived in the country that we that ha, that realized the powers of government that it had a hundred years ago, used them in different ways, but realized those powers of government, Activision Blizzard would be seized by the federal government and dismantled. Mm-hmm. And that is the level of death penalty that company deserves. Yeah, the question the question I always ask myself here is, did they do something worse than SMU? And the answer here, of course, is yes. Um, I mean, uh, don't so get me wrong. Get death penalty. Activision Blizzard fairly down the law, the list of gu- of companies I'd like to see a robust left wing United States government seize and destroy and nationalize. Fairly far down that list, but they're on there. Yeah, they have to be. And like, I think you're right though that like this as a uh, a sort of punishment for aberrant action right like you you point to something like i don't know amazon right amazon is Mm -hmm. like particularly the only thing about amazon that that is like different from a capitalist perspective is that it is somehow like bigger right like you could argue well it's antitrust or whatever and sure that's true but like by and large like Capitalism, as we know it today, can understand Amazon just fine. Um, the aberration here, like the punishment here, is that we as a culture do, like, consistently across, you know, uh, political lines and across, like, ideological lines say that sexual harassment in the workplace is bad. That's, like, kind of like the – that's that's one of the things we, we say and we, like, at least, you know, pay lip service to. It is, it is hard to see how this is, is anything but punishable – and the punishment has to be something like, well, your assets take a hit because it's it's within the court of, of money making. Like your assets have to take a hit here. And, and that may seem crass, but like that would be the punishment that fits the crime in certain ways other than like, you know, jail time or, or serious loss of, you know, personal whatevers to the um, I mean, I don't have a good answer to this, but like whatever for the for the perpetrators. Yeah, but well, I mean, it's, hand, it's only my anti-carceralism that has me. Saying don't throw these people in jail and well, forget yes, where the course. key I mean, is. That, let's let's agree. We, no, no one, no one's, no one on the show is saying anyone should go to jail. But the, you know, the, <sighs> it is, it is like, I don't know. There should be a punishment here for the company, mm. and the way the company it makes is now, me wish we had a good justice system. Let's say, yeah, no, exactly, a exactly. way to actually punish this this crime. And you know, yeah, like, it, a, like standard, the punishment standard oil got or whatever. Like, yeah. That. Uh, and you say that you know we're all agreed that that sexual harassment is wrong, but the, you know, look at the the statements coming out of these executives, because some of the statements acknowledge that sexual harassment and sexual abuse and sexual assault are wrong, but one of them didn't. The statement coming out of um, this former Bush administration lawyer, which Bush administration? That uh, that would be the George W. Bush administration's second term. The Homeland Security Advisor. Ooh, that was an that was an exciting term. Yeah, Fran Townsend sent out a, and this is to follow up on a, I believe it was an unsigned comment from the executive uh, suite, talking sure. about how the um, the the allegations were trumped up and old and and incorrect and lies. 
Um, here is what Fran Townsend had to say. Uh, she's the executive vice president for corporate affairs. A recently filed lawsuit presented a distorted and untrue picture of our company, including factually incorrect, old, and out-of-context stories, some from more than a decade ago. Well, that, uh, yeah, the statute of limitations is over on those, right? Yeah, this is a fun, this is from Engadget's piece, uh, this, this commentary now. Uh, Townsend, a former Homeland Security Advisor to President George W. Bush, who joined Activision Blizzard this year. George said, W. Bush joined Activision? Sorry, I'm just kidding. Well, no, it's, it's a hell of an a positive because it yeah, just undermines her entire credibility on the entire issue. Uh, the right. Activision oh, companies, absolutely. the Activision companies of today, the Activision companies that I know, what, what do you know? What do you know about them besides where your paycheck comes from? The Activision companies of today. The companies Sen- that Senator- I know. Senator, I worked at Activision. I knew Activision. And Senator, you are no Activision of today. As a former national security employee of the federal government, I have strong feelings about World of Warcraft (laughs) and StarCraft II and how much better the StarCraft Brood War pro scene was before they released that second fucking... Townsend also claimed Activision Blizzard takes a hardline approach to inappropriate or hostile work environments and sexual harassment issues, and that the company has put tremendous effort into creating fair compensation policies that reflect our commitment to equal opportunity. Effort. Uh, good, good job to al- good job aligning the actual problems here. Since like, <sighs> yes, compensation comes into it, but no, com- I would not say compensation is the central problem. Here. Well, it's not even they're not even acknowledging they've done anything on it. That's hashtag we tried. Yeah, yeah. Like that's they, they're they're lauding the effort they put in, not the outcome. You know, and the out and the effort is not what's on trial here. It's not the subject of the lawsuit. No, no, it's true. The actual and like again, like this is this is what's unique about this lawsuit is that like there is actually like there is material things to complain about, which again is not is not like to say that people who don't complain about like specifically material things are somehow less valid. It's to say that it is in fact like tough to find material things because of the way this is all set up. So yeah, uh, Kotaku put out a piece as well today with. Uh, and it's a worthwhile piece. It's about um, how this is just this. This is just a public face, a public coming out story. Let's say for an issue that women in the industry have known about for years, ever since you know, since Blizzard more or less came on the scene. Probably yeah, one of I, it, it's not not a woman, I, um, but um, uh, I'm just realizing I don't I don't necessarily know their pronouns, so I won't. I won't preface that, but like uh, Iron Stylus uh, is uh, is someone I uh, very much like following on Twitter. Uh, game game dev, um, n- very nice person, um, and uh, they were saying that you know like there's tons of stuff like the here I'll 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 pull it up because like the 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 level of like this is just this is representative of of like uh, it's at Iron underscore underscore Stylus. Um, they are the principal concept artist at Counterplay Games, former senior concept artist at Proletariat Inc., Wave Dash, and Riot. Um, uh, so uh, let me see if I could find their... Um, okay, yeah, uh, this is the long one, right. So uh, some samples I've heard men say at various studios I've been at. Where's Blank today? She on her period? It didn't look good when Blank went on a religious holiday to a coworker at an event. If I wasn't wearing this ring, we'd be fucking right now. 
Uh, worst part about it, I didn't say anything. It was an earlier, more naive time in my year, and I've learned a lot since. I've, but I relive these incidents in my own lame, broish behavior in an attempt to shake off the complacency. Um, and like says, like you know, uh, uh, basically, it's a good, it's a good, t- it's a good sort of like discussion of compla- of like what it's like to um, what it's like to like be a man in these situations and what it means to sort of like actually speak up with them. But like saying stuff like this, right? Like, um, dude, I'm so glad you showed up to the meeting. You really kicked that dude in the dick. I need you to get out there and project confidence. I want you to take control of this thing. Like this level of like discussion, right. Of like, uh, like the way that the way that these, these sort of ideas are portrayed and, and depicted, like it's all it's like the the terms themselves are like heavily masculinized and masculinized in a way that like like let's all be the wolf of wall street kind of kind of looking thing right um and like of course like not that the wolf of wall street is about lionizing that but uh you know what i mean but the like it is it is wild to sort of know that this is not it it's not surprising that this is the response, but it's encouraging to see that it is the immediate response of everyone to say, like, this is not just Activision Blizzard. Like, this is, like, a serious problem all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and no no one's just kind of saying, like, okay, we got him, boys. Like, we, we, we stopped Activision Blizzard in a way that, well, like, I feel no like... No one can we... even possibly pretend that's true, though. They'd love to. There are a lot of people who would love to. But well, you... yeah, but... But it's like we were we were able to kind of pretend that was true with Riot, well, not with Riot, with um, uh, with Rockstar, with with uh, with um, with Crunch, Crunch. Stuff, yeah, yeah, people were like, "Oh, Rockstar, we we took Rockstar to task and they apologized." So like now Crunch is dead, and like it it is not dead, but like people will people will like chastise you for harping on it in the same way that people chastise like you know the the sort of like stereotypical way that you can be chastised for like. Being like, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I'm, um, you know, like I care about, um, I care about women's rights, but these ladies are going too far. Um, I don't think this is something that people can't even pretend is like, well, you're just like, you're, you're blowing this out of proportion unless you're a Bush era, uh, attorney. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people are exactly going to do exactly that. Um, I mean, right now there's the... I guess it's now the sort of expected people who are still working at Activision Blizzard trying to establish that they are not these people. Bit going oh, sure, on. sure. And uh, like, so look, World I'm... of Warcraft devs coming out and saying, we stand with women, we believe women. And it's like, hmm, really? Yeah. What role did you play in all this? Because you played a role. I feel like at that point, like your only, your only real option at that point is to say nothing. Like, oh, let's see how this plays out. No one wants to hear from you. No one, no one is looking to like get your point of view on this. Um, absolutely not, right? Like, there's there's no there's no situation in which like people are like, I wonder what like, wonder what that one dev I know from WoW thinks. Like, if you if if you're thinking that, you're not paying attention to the story. You're not paying attention to actually what the complaints are. I think like, that people's response would matter if a material remedy was possible. Yeah, yeah. I think, but if it's all going to be playing the story and not the ball, you know, you know, there, there's no, if if there's like they, 
let's see here. Many of us will not be working today in solidarity with the women that came forward, wrote lead game designer Jeremy Fiesel. The statement made by Activision Blizzard do not represent us. We believe women and we will continue to strive to do better and hold others accountable. Actions speak louder than words. I have nothing to say bad about Jeremy Fiesel specifically. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. But that is not a... that you came out against him. But that is not a strike. That is not a labor action. Like, you not going to work for one afternoon is management of the situation. Right. And also to say, like, you know, words speak louder than actions and your whole thing is words. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. And I mean, you know, and there's a lot of these things from guys who are in the management tier, but not in the executive tier, which is, a, right. you know, there there is a gradation there. Guys who know that they can still eat shit on this if they don't talk the right way in public. And obviously, and again, I'm not accusing that person of anything. I'm not including, accusing any of the extant devs who have said stuff like this, which is on its face good stuff to say. But it's I'm sure, and I'm weathering. sure a lot of people do appreciate it. Like, I'm not saying like if, if if there's like a woman out there who says like I really appreciate that you did that, Jeremy. I'm not saying like that's an incorrect response. Like, if 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 people think that that's great, who are involved in this and feel supported by that, I'm not telling them how to feel, but. I will say it is not material in the way that that person thinks it is. Yeah. And honestly, I what the what the fuck do you even do? I, I know we do that. We, we, we say what the answer to this shit is every time. It's unionization. Mm -hmm. Unionization is the answer, even in bourgeois industries. Oh, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Especially. like not, not especially, but like especially to... It's important especially to consider that because it's very easy to say, like, well... He's well, it's go. part of the tactic now. Yeah. Part of the tactic now is saying, oh, you don't deserve to be unionized. You're too, you're too bourgeois. Right. I'm like, fuck that shit. It's not like you're a pipe fitter. Yeah, um, yeah. And those guys don't want to be unionized. So what does that say about you? Except they all are, of course, union as many of them can be right now, are unionized. Those are... The trade unions are the unions. Well, yeah, and there's the reason there's so few of them is because there's fewer and fewer workers. But, yep. yeah, like... The, the, it, it is like, it's unionization, but like, also this is one of those times where unionization has to be curbed with like a wide, like a wide, like industry wide, like, um, change in, um, I don't know, like a change in how the industry treats it's like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say treats its employees. Cause that makes it sound like it's a, it's all an emotional thing. And I'm not saying that I, I think like. This has to be like this has to pair up with an industry wide reevaluation of like themselves and like how they how they approach uh you know their understanding of themselves as game devs right yeah like oh do we under like we need to understand this as a place that is inclusive not as like a joke stupid like you know like Dick Wolf style um place you know like there's that that controversy for Penny Arcade is like basically how people just talk now yeah it's not it's not any different it's it's just that all the time at these game studios because i mean they're just the same people yeah i mean if you want pessimism try thinking about how you get solidarity out of the people described in this lawsuit right yeah i don't know you don't you don't <laughs> like you you just don't like what political but, education do you apply to that to years and years of that and uh, now look, like the one, the one benefit, the one thing to get uh, optimism out of is like you could be, you could be sure that people like uh, a good friend Scott Benson, uh, people 
people like, uh, you know, folks like Josh Sawyer at, at Obsidian, like people who care about this stuff, right? Um, the, the Iron Silas, who I mentioned before, like mm-hmm. game, there are people out there who are taking this to heart. And yes, many of them are working at smaller studios now. But as many people online have said in the in the wake of this, like there is a misconception that smaller studios are immune to this and they are not. Like it is. In fact, it is, it's even more, more of a you know, insert it, 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 it can either be much better or much worse. Correct. Right. And so, like it is, it is helpful to know that those. It's good to know that those people are watching. Like there are people out there who are interested in being progressive game devs and having progressive like situations from which to like um, produce video games and they are looking at this and saying like we have to be better than this um that is a place for optimism but of course it's not enough like triple a games are a huge part of the industry and it always will be <laughs> yeah um especially as this stuff gets more and more expensive so you know as much as it's cool that we have like um now that like the the collectives will also be like focusing very hard on like helping their, their, you know, non cis male employees feel like they're not in a horrible, uh, you know, hell place. Um, it, it is like a drop. It's a drop in the bucket, of course. All right. That's like 30 minutes of this. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Three, two, one. All right. So we're back from that. I hope you all understand what's happening with Activision Blizzard now. Um, Let's talk about games we're playing. John, I want to start this because I'm actually playing a game. Mm -hmm. Um, I started playing um, everyone's favorite game from like a a year or so. Uh, For me, it's like three years. Three years straight, it was my game of the year because it was... It's a great game. Um, I've I've started playing Hades. I I know someone, someone bought me... Someone bought me this as a as a present, and um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been you. I don't think it was you. Might have been you. It wasn't me. I'm extremely remember. poor. <laughs> You're also extremely generous, Art. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's great. It's really fun. Um, it's uh, it's like um, I don't know. You were right about it. Uh, everyone was right about it. I knew everyone would be right about it. I'm not like. I'm not like a, a contrarian about it, but um, what a fun game! The 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 wonderful um, sort of uh, characterization, the battle elements, the the progression—it's all so good. Um, I've done fairly well at it. I I beat um, I beat uh, Meg on my second try. I almost beat her on my nice. first, and I I got through the Bone Hydra, but I'm I'm having some trouble with um, Elysium. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, challenge spike there with those. Enemies, yeah, so. it gets it, they they really throw some some manners to those to that AI at you with the blocking and the shielding and the um, the fucking chariot bombs. Yeah, and the range with the archers and yep. all. I mean, it's just it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 fun. It's a really good game. The the I really do like. Um, I like the progr- I like the fact that you do feel like it's worth doing again. The death loop is fun. Um, yeah, it's good. I, I just um, I can't believe they actually solved the story aspect of a roguelite. 
Like yeah, they actually, no, it's great. They figured and, it out, and, and that it's so simple to be like, yeah, you're you're in hell. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's <laughs> the. I don't think I've. I, I obviously have not seen all of the content in the game, even though I watch YouTubers do some of the stuff because I was in early access. So I like I beat the game in in segments. Mm-hmm. So like there was there's a good there's a good chunk of my playtime where the the Lenian Hydra was the final boss of the game. Um, okay. So I I have never because I, I kept my my save for the entire playthrough. I've never seen a full file start to finish with the new content because I've I've wanted to keep it so that. If I don't play, if I can keep myself from playing it for like eighteen to twenty-four months, then I can go back in and I can start a new file and I can do this the original way. But I was always already like locked into the Meg relationship by the time that the romances were actually added, and she was the one that triggered first. Oh yeah, there are. There oh, are that's interesting. There are romances. Yeah. Um, funny. Okay. Listen, that's not a spoiler for me. I romances are my least favorite part of any uh, video game. But I probably will also go with Meg because I I like how I like how that relationship works. Yeah, he's um obviously the the uh, the boyfriend is Thanatos. I think uh, I haven't run into him yet, but I, I like that too. It's yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a classic disaster bisexual where his ex girlfriend will start yelling at him, and then his ex boyfriend will walk into the room and start yelling at him as well um, mm-hmm. in the in the lounge area. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's, I think you can date the, the head, the, the, the floating Gorgon head too. You can date the floating Gorgon head? Very odd. I haven't really looked into how that works in any, in any manner. Well, um, I'm glad. She really seems to like you, so that's, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you, dating the subordinates, well, it is hell. Uh, these guys are, you know, the, the ancient Greeks were fucking their sisters and brothers. Are and, there, are know. there subordinates and insubordinates in hell? It feels like, it feels like, um... Like Morpheus has Hades kind of over a barrel a little bit, and Zagreus can just commute a sentence at any point. It's it's a loose hierarchy. Let's it be is, real. yeah. Uh, no, it's a fantastic game. Um, obviously, it was my game of the year for like two years running. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's really it's really good. Um, I also played. Um, I, I have tried a couple of other things. Um, I played. Uh, um, I played the um, tried. Uh, La Mulana, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. I really like it so far. Unfortunately, Hades has, has totally captured my attention. So um, yeah, they're two very different roguelike flavors. Yeah, but what I like what I like a lot about La Mulana is how it like from the beginning. It's like I'm not telling you where to go. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Like it's it's a treasure hunt game. Figure it out, and like it does a good job of just like saying you know like you're gonna you're just gonna have to deal with this man. Like good luck um, for like a game that is. You know, a fairly it's 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 a, a typical roguelike. It's not like it's like an experimental game, but it it's not afraid to sort of like, you know, say like you figure it out. Um, and I liked that. That was cool. Um, and I did. Uh, st- I've been I've been trying to play more games. I did yeah. start uh, trying uh, Guilty Gear Strive, um, which I will say is a very very stylish and fun to look at game. If you like uh, Guilty Gear. Uh, I expect you will like Guilty Gear Strive. The story mode is neat because it's just a big old anime. You just get to watch it. And like <laughs> as as someone on my stream pointed out, um, it is a um, it, it's basically a Makinima, which were uh, you know like I don't if you, people don't know what Makinima. Well, Red versus Blue is maybe the most right. famous uh, Makinima, uh, the Halo 
uh, series, but also like they were done in Quake and stuff like that. Like they're basically just using a game engine to make a movie. Yeah, it's fan fiction um, using game assets and game engine technology, right? But like, yeah, exactly. But the 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 art in Guilty Gear has like so many ver- like so many moves that just like look like an anime already that it feels like you're watching like a very um, you know a very like. Not even CG, but like a very sort of digitally animated anime, but like one that is extremely well done. Um, so it, it doesn't it doesn't feel fake. It feels like a show, and it's very fun to to kind of get into. Um, you know, it's it's neat to have a game a fighting game that's just like yeah, look like no need to no need to hide the story behind like a, a wall of you know beat this game with every single character, and we'll show you like the most boring story in history. <laughs> Um, you know, cause like, that's typically like your, your Mortal Kombat's, even, you know, your Street Fighters and all. It like, feels like the last, like... the last big hurrah of that style was, was Tekken 7, which people like, people like the story mode. Of oh Tekken yeah, I, I, Tekken Seven's a neat game, but yeah, I think like, you're absolutely right. And also the Tekken games are like considerably more. Incomprehensible? Um, are they? Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I, you know, I guess someone can tell what's going on there. It's not me. But they're, yeah, they're wild. They're sort of like if you made the Yakuza games into a fighting game. Which is weird because we're talking about Guilty Gear Strive in in comparison. Guilty Gear is not is also not a universe no, renowned but, for making sense. But in this, the story they they lay out everything that you that you can hope for basically. And like, yeah, there's a lot in there that don't that like I don't know what's going on. Like, there's some sort of great war. The I, who knows? We're talking like the the 75th president of the United States. I I couldn't tell you what's going on. But on the other hand, I kind of know what's going on, and that's more <laughs> than I can say for most fighting games. But the the fighting stuff, the the actual sort of combat feels great. Um, I'm not good at it uh, yet, or maybe ever, but it does feel good, um, and it is worth playing. Um, the 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 new the first DLC character. Uh, is a big old uh, army general. The Secretary like, of Absolute Defense. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's incredible. Um, he just, like, you basically run into him in the in the first story beat. He's just uh, he's just beating up his troops, which is really yeah, that's Yeah, well, that's how America works. That's just yeah. how the overseas, um, you know, that's how... how, how Once how, again, how Japan has hit the bullseye exactly correctly. It, it would be great if they're also, if they're, like... A concomitant uh, judgment in the storyline wasn't also, and this is great and awesome, <laughs> but it is. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, look, it's it's a little it's a little tricky. Yeah, but um, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, it's just uh, it's just a it's it's fun. It's a fun little acting game. But yeah, I like. I, I Hades is definitely the game I'm playing the most of, and it has been it's been a blast. Um, so yeah, I. Uh, I finally beat the visual novel I've been playing for months that I talked about on the show, and now I'm playing a bunch of other games, and it's been good. Nice. What have you been playing, John? Uh, I, I assume Mass, you are through with I am uh, finally through after literally 85 hours. That is where the timer ended up on Mass Effect 3's playtime. Some of that is idling as I'd alt-tab to do other stuff. God, that's, I feel so bad but, for you having to play Mass Effect you know, for that long. I enjoyed it more. I enjoy that game more every time I replay it, because both because of like Stockholm Syndrome and because the last time I played it, I didn't play it with... I don't think I did the Omega DLC. Uh, okay. The time before that, I don't think the Citadel DLC was even out. Um, right, which is your favorite DLC. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's just fan service top to bottom. So getting to play the entire game with all the DLC spreads out all the bad parts of the game. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. 
So like there's like the ending. Like the the ending, the beginning the beginning is an underrated piece of shit part of that game. Um all the parts where someone, the lead writer, I assume, uh decided that this was actually going to be Admiral Anderson's game, the the Keith David character instead of Commander Shepard's game. Uh because mm-hmm. there there is a weird amount of time in both the beginning and the ending where all you're doing as the player character is like running around after the Keith David character going, Wow, this guy's cool. <laughs> Which is like kind of fine at the beginning, but at the end, it's like, wait, this is my game. This is my character's game. This is the, this is wrapping up Commander Shepard's story, not this guy's story. Why is he giving the the big farewell speech before I get to give the big farewell speech? That sort of stuff. Like, because they got Keith David to do it. Come uh, on, uh, they got Keith David and Martin Sheen. Both those guys are present at the uh, at the final showdown, where Commander Shepard just sort of like waves his gun between the two of them. Um, it, you know, there's a lot of that. That game gets a lot of shit's gotten a lot of shit from me, um, but the DLC for it has to be the best DLC I've ever played for a game. Uh, it rescues that from a solid one and a half star game to probably around three and a half stars. I don't think any DLC has ever done that before, and yeah. and that, or has done it since. Um, but but it was in a weird situation where there was just so much of it, both because of the planned. Um, uh, Leviathan and Omega DLCs and the Scramble Emergency. We need to make right with our with our customer base Citadel DLC, which I don't think was either it was either not planned or was not planned in that sense um, to have that much content in it uh, when the game launched. Um, I, you know, it's it's a game completely redeemed by its DLC and, and where it compares favorably to Mass Effect Andromeda is the fact that EA and BioWare executives didn't give Andromeda that DLC tail. Correct. Like, yes. And that's that's been your, that's been your like that's been your big big uh, uh point the whole time I think, which is like cool. Like I think I think that's a smart idea. Like I think you're absolutely correct. Um It was like a transitional like, larval stage between do, uh, like like in the past there's a DLC. Now there are live service updates. Mass Effect Andromeda didn't get shit from either side of that. Right. Like it just got abandoned. It got sent well, out yeah, there because it, it got it got such a bad reception <sighs> that I think like it was one of those things where they were just like, you know what, this game's over. We're never we're we're never getting anything out of this. It showed uh, weakness. Showed weakness and a lack of belief and a lack of faith in their structures. Yep. And a, you well, know, a, and a rot in their in their st- uh, studio structure and then their decision making that proved true when Anthem came out. They no, were, they I were was going right to say it was themselves. cool that Anthem came out that way because, like, they 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 redeemed themselves, right? Like, it it was good. Yeah, down in hell, they they sent that entire company down to hell for vacation, and it hasn't come back since. Um, no, I mean they proved they were exactly who they thought they were when they cut and ran from Andromeda when they made Anthem, which was a studio that wasn't really wasn't really up to the snuff of the. IP and the tradition that it inherited. Right. Um, which is, I guess, a kind of, you know, brutal thing to say, but it's true. And I'm pretty sure they'd all admit it was true if they were off the record and, you know, anonymous. I mean, yeah, it just, it, it was a, it was a really, it was a really bad, it's a bad scene. Yeah. It, it's rough. It's rough to watch. It's a, it's a real shame that it, it ended up that way. Yeah. And now we've got uh, the EA just did their big state of play thing or whatever they call it, live play. Um, something rather where they showed off Battlefield and some other stuff, and uh, there was no Bioware there. 
Um, you know, no. it's it's in it's in limbo. When we'll ever hear anything about uh, the fourth iteration of Dragon Age Four, or what they've got planned for Mass Effect Four or Mass Effect Andromeda Two, if again they're not cowards. They're cowards. They're yeah. never going to do Mass Effect. I would bet that you get Dragon Age Four before you get Mass Effect Andromeda Two. Oh, I will. I would agree to that bet because at least one of those games is actually in development, and it's Dragon Age Four. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I don't quote unquote in development. I mean, having restarted it three times is still uh, farther along than they've gotten in whatever pre-production they're in for Mass Effect Andromeda Two or Mass Effect Four, whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, they're um, not going to call it Andromeda Two. Because some some guy in Kotaku in action is gonna sh- do that like uh, that face render again. Yeah. Be like, this is this is a game for NPCs, and they'll yeah. freak out and be like, that's our that's our user base. Well, uh, besides that, I started playing Metro Last Light, or no Metro oh, how you like that? Metro Exodus, not Last Light. Um, I think Exodus is very silly uh, so far, but like it's silly in uh, service of getting me onto a train. Mm. that's driving through a, a ruined wilderness. So I'm willing you to forgive... You do love trains. I, I, I love trains. I am willing to forgive basically any level of silliness if you can get me on a train driving through a wilderness where I get off occasionally with a gun and go wander around shooting slash helping people. And that is what the game has done so far, so I have no real complaints besides the fact that it's kind of silly the way they get you there. Yeah, but, I mean, you know what? It got you there. Also, it's a wife game. You're uh, constantly followed around by your wife. And she's invincible. What? What is, like, I don't know if I've ever actually played a wife game. Uh, I mean, I've played games where, like, you're followed around by a woman who effectively is your wife. Like, Yeah, uh, in this, she's your actual like wife. Navi. Like, this, is, this character is your wife. You have married okay. this character. Uh, and your sniper wife is uh, invincible, at least so far. I assume she's going to get kidnapped at some point. They've Not already really. they've already played the the wife peril card once, and obviously you like exploded out of a vent in the interrogation room and like and you know and it beat beat the uh, beat the interrogating officer with the vent <laughs> cover itself because you are a badass and no one threatens your wife. But yeah, no, I assume the wife peril card will be played again. But for the time being, the wife is invincible and shoots people in the head with guns very well. So it's basically like the game is basically just doing. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, if uh, Sniper Wolf um, did marry Otakon. That's very insulting to the main character of this game, but yes. Otakon's great. Be nice. All right. Uh, this is like, this guy is like a supposedly a hard-ass commando. It, it, there's a lot of lore in this game that like kind of doesn't make sense. Um, they're they're cribbing from no- very popular novels uh, released in Russia. Um but like they're Maybe compressing slow down voice hard ass commandos. Yeah, but they're compressing the time scale a lot. Like this, oh, okay. this, this book, the book version of these events happens like ten years after the events of Last Light, and oh, you're like boy. you're both older. Like you're both you and your wife are much older, and I, I think you have a kid. They have a kids or something in that. In this, it's six months later. So the, the you wow. know keep okay. everybody young and you know early thirties. Um, which makes some of the plot stuff, like how your father-in-law like completely betrays you all and has been living a lie for the past, in the book, it's ten years. Good. Which sort of makes sense. It's sort of like a, a progressing, degrading conscience way. And this, he's like done a speed run of selling you out. Because <laughs> it's been six months. Um, but no, now he's back on the side of the angels. And, you know, now you're going, you have to take a train to find the Russian government in hiding. Um, like the the the... the the premise of the Metro series is essentially uh, World War Three has happened. Moscow got nuked. 
Uh, the surface is unlivable. Um, there's monsters up there, mutant, mutated monsters, and uh, everything is not what it seems. And for the previous two games, uh, also there's some like uh, both sidesism about that's fairly characteristic of post-Soviet Russian society, where the Soviets and the Nazis both are factions, and they're like interchangeable and indistinguishable from each other, and don't have any ideologies besides being evil, violent psychos. Right. Um, sure. And like to the extent that they do have. Uh, ideologies, it's purely costuming, like, you know, hammers and sickles and red stars versus, you know, skinheads and, and swastikas. Um, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, and thankfully none, little of that, like that is a huge part of the first Metro game, 2033. And I think also last light, which I only played about half of, um, but you get very tired. At least I got very tired of the Nazis and the communists and that political allegory uh fairly quickly and thankfully in exodus it doesn't seem to be there at all yet um uh the first i've i've run into the first group of surface dwellers because now like the, the big discovery at the front of flat of exodus is that the surface isn't actually irradiated outside of moscow ah Ooh. dang it yeah, we, we just never looked is what apparently what the thing that's going on here. We never went far enough outside the city to check to see if there was radiation. Great. Uh, it's just like That's us. on us. We fucked up. Um, but yeah, no, the, Sorry, the, everyone. The Sorry. first, the first uh, group of people I've encountered are like a, a group of Luddites who, who uh, I, I paddled a boat into their water-accessible church, and they started chanting, technology is a sin, technology is a sin, and it was like 5 a.m., 5.45 a.m., so I just hit Alt F4 because I didn't want to deal with that shit with, while the sun was coming up. Um, so I'll go back and obviously load up my old my save from just before I piloted the boat into their technology, um, their their wicker man setup for me because I'm I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. I'm going to get they're going to put you know they're going to you're going to burn gonna, you because you have technology. I'm going to have to hit. You have technology. I have a lot of technology. Unfortunately, I've got a gas oh, mask. That, I've got a gun. See, that wasn't smart of you. No, you it was not. You should have not had any technology. It was very stupid of me to have technology. Um, but yeah, we'll see. What's how that on radiated? Why do you even need it? Yeah. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I'll play more of it. I might review it. I have a War a Warhammer game I have to review for next week instead. Um, is it any good? I have no idea. I haven't installed it yet. I just bought it. Um, is it what kind of Warhammer game is it? I, uh, literally, I have no idea. I have not even you don't looked even know at if it's it. like I, a shooter or whatever. Nope. I, I, it wow. appears to be always online. Um, wow, your favorite. And it costs forty dollars. So I, I know what quality usually comes with a forty dollar Warhammer game. So we'll see how it goes. Man, they are just printing money on like the most mediocre games. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very it's a very uh, lucrative license right now. Games Workshop is doing very well for itself, um, hmm. and you know, I'm playing video games. Uh, that's a, I guess that's the best I can say about the Warhammer games I've played recently. They're video games. God, um, yay! That's, it's incredibly depressing, John. Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm glad. I'm glad it's not as depressing as it could be. You could be not playing video games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not going to be bad as bad as the Orc Fighter Pilot game, but we'll see. Oh, when did that come out? Uh, like three years ago, but it, it released on the PC semi recently. Did just you have a to just a big it? yeah, just a big mobile port. Um, uh, it was it wasn't great. Uh, I, I'm, why, I'll why, say it's why, outright bad. What is what is the Warcraft? Reasoning, or not Warcraft, uh, uh, Warhammer reasoning for an orc fighter pilot. 
the all orc technology works based on the fact that they believe it works. So if they put together any tin can with a pilot seat and a rotor and guns on the wings or whatever, as long as it looks like a plane that they think can fly, it'll fly. Okay, that is very funny. It is. It, no, the orcs have a great conceit. I just get tired of them after five minutes of being mm-hmm. anywhere near their soccer hooligan aesthetic. That seems pretty reasonable. The, yeah, it, it also sounds like the, the kind of conceit that's great until you realize that there's nothing else there because they were just like, ha that's great. All right, we never have to come up with anything else about these horses. There is actually one really funny thing I will say about that game. The one thing I really liked about it, and I might have mentioned this before if we talked about this four months ago, which is that pursuant to the fact that obviously the orcs, what the orcs believe is what is real about their technology, the different colors you paint your airplane actually give you different attributes because oh, the great. orcs believe that the different colors like that if you paint it black it's tougher that's so yeah good. so that that part is really good playing it not so much it's a mobile port mm. right. not the good kind of mobile port is there a good kind of mobile port just kidding no there's not but that's all the time we have folks <laughs> all right well uh thanks for being here uh thanks for doing uh Thanks for doing another patch notes with me. Uh, thanks all, for you all being here as well. And um, we will see more of you soon. I think we should go back to regular recording next week. So yep. um, no more emergency episodes. And uh, it'll be fun to fun to get back to it. Yep. Good night. Night.